Hello. Welcome to Blue Balls, a Sporting Kansas City podcast with your hosts Alex and John. Open wide for some And then we can kind of delve into the deets. I it, I mean, it ended up being pretty crazy at the end. I think both teams in the extra time had a real opportunity to score. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a good draw for us, I feel like, in the sense that um, I don't think it kills the momentum that kind of we've built over the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um... But, yeah, also super scary. I mean, they legitimately have a goal in the first half that we still don't understand the call. If it was offsides, if it was, like, blocking the keeper, like, some foul in that they did not explain. Uh, yeah, they didn't which explain was crazy. it. They didn't explain it, and I cannot... Yeah, that... Uh, I mean, feel I... burnt if I was... <laughs> I, the, like, they straight up got robbed. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. first of all... It was not offside. The play was not offside. Like because Castellanos, Castellanos like... was keeping him on. Um, you're allowed to stand in front of the keeper if you're onside. I've never heard of that being a reason to no um, get a foul before. And and as far as like the contact that between the player and McIntosh. Uh, it was minimal and it it did not affect the play at all. So, um, I don't know. Like honestly, I was just telling you, like <laughs> the Vancouver fans were getting so pissed because Loki, like that center ref, looked like he was refing against them. Like, yeah. The whole game. Yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll but, take it. I mean, um, Vancouver. They said too has been a hard place to play this year. They've done really well at home. So, I mean, that's. Yeah, I think a 1-1, I think seems fair. I mean, in the first half especially, I don't... I mean, other than the clear goal that they scored and was taken back, I don't know if I felt they were too threatening. Yeah. But they could have easily won, and we could have maybe won at the end too. So I feel like in the topsy-turvy game like that, maybe just a 1-1 draw. I think... I I don't think it kills the momentum. No, I think a 1-1 is a fitting... Into yeah. the game, sporting will probably be disappointed that it, they didn't totally. get the three points. Yeah. But at the same time, I think one could also argue that they're lucky that they even got the one point because again, that game could have been completely different at home versus Vancouver if they were able to tie it up early, and then um, and then and then they got the penalty, and then you know they very well could have scored on like the final play of the game that being said also Kinda should have finished that one um 
Yeah, it's so tough for me to say there's like, I mean, we've obviously, when we scored like three, four goals, those are like really definitive wins. But when the defense keeps like, I don't know, just looking so suspect at times, it's hard to really be like, oh, that was a absolute dominant performance in like all three phases, you know? Because I don't know if I felt we've had that at the defense a lot this whole season, especially like, I mean, this one, I don't think our center backs can play a game without having a huge game swinging <laughs> foul of some point. Like Castellanos, like Castellanos, Molader, like they've all done it at this point too, yeah. which is pretty. Yeah, Castellanos got that yellow card. Yeah. Um, which I mean, the thing is, like, if you. You know, I don't know if they weren't making those mistakes. Maybe they're at a higher level than MLS, but... Like, Fontas probably doesn't come to the MLS without cleaning that up a little bit, you know? Yeah. But it's still just something when you're watching it, you're like, man... I, I don't think I... I mean, I don't remember it being this crazy... You know, when like, Beasler and Ike were back there, you know? Yeah, like yeah. Like, just so suspect. That no, means. I mean, definitely. I think we've yet to see, like, a center back who really hasn't been somewhat of a risk, even in our new signings. Yeah. Like, because, you know, Castellanos has, either through his own, like, uh, effort, or, like, in that case, where he was got, you know, yeah. like, caught in possession... Um, he had to make a tackle to prevent a scoring opportunity, picked up a yellow this game, but he's picked up red cards. Um, yeah. and then on that same note, like, I think, I think that, um, uh, Rosero can bring a lot to a team, but at the same time, he's definitely attacking-minded and sometimes gets caught in the dribble and sometimes makes stupid passes. So, you know, those are things that um, you really, we really need to cut out um, of our game because, you know, a good team is going to punish you every time yeah. for that. And luckily they didn't. I mean, on their last opportunity when uh, McIntosh, like, just over, turned yeah. it over, if he plays it across early, like, yeah. Volader is so pushed forward. I mean, yeah, he could have just laid that into the penalty spot, and that's and a much easier angle yeah. than... Yeah. I mean, he still did good. They it ended up it was a super lofty cross kind of to the guy who yeah, was wide the, open but yeah the angle was just guy, so tight up the if end. that guy had his head up he could have just played it it would have been an easy ball to play over to his man and it would have just been one on one versus McIntosh um, maybe even just touch around him and like yeah uh, you know like I'm looking at the stats right now and I'm actually a little bit surprised. Uh, that like we got outpossessed fifty five percent to forty five percent, especially after that first half. Yeah, the first half uh, felt um, definitely felt like we were definitely keeping possession and kind of controlling the pace of the game. Um, 
Yeah, but at, at a certain part, uh, I, I made a note at like 63 minutes into the game that like we kept the bulk amount of possession, um, but it looked like Vancouver was starting to kind of challenge that. Um, and then also, let's see, at like 73 minutes, I feel like Sporting kind of shifted to a more defensive tactic mm-hmm. style of play. Yeah. Um, they like shifted to a more defensive style of play, but they were kind of using the press from time to time. Um, and But Vancouver was going with a more attacking style of play, and they were also pressing. Um, so I think by that point, I think that was kind of probably the turning point in which they kind of swung possession and kind of tempo began. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but on the offensive side, I thought there were definitely some chances. So, I mean, there was a really, well, the our goal set up in the eighth minute um, was started with, I mean, kind of a, a bad play by the Vancouver defender just trying to clear it, and he's, like, dribbling it up to, like, boot it far, yeah. and um, Janice just stays after him and mm-hmm. kind of maybe gives a little push. Forces I don't know. Yeah, but whatever. Forces an area. Yeah, it wasn't a foul. He was trying to, yeah, make a tough play, like, doing something spectacular and just didn't execute, so it turns into a corner. And, I mean, it was good on all accounts. I felt like... I don't know if that was the plan, but, you know, Tommy just played a good ball to the front post, and then Polito had an excellent header, just flips it to the back post, kind yeah. of lobs it over, so... No, it was a good good was goal. Was it good Polito? Yeah, I mean... Good ball. A, it was a, it was a good goal finish. off of a corner is such a beautiful sight. Like, we've, we've had games with 12... 11 corners, you know? Like, yeah. So it's crazy. I feel like there's multiple. And there was a time, too, when, um, um, you know, I don't know, Volader had a header, too. So yeah, I, yeah. it's just like the vertical attack kind of, I feel like, it's improved a little bit. Yeah. Four goals. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that Polito played pretty decent. Honestly, for me, I think... I think I would say probably Polito and like Shadowy kind of got had the best performance. Yeah, uh, for me. Yeah, Polito was the one who got picked. Was the man of the match? Or... He, he, I mean, that's that's where I'm kind of at. Like he, he took he he was the guy who got picked. Um, that led to the counter that forced that mm-hmm. McIntosh yeah, like yeah. super amazing save. So. I don't know. I I mean, you're not going to get a perfect game out of anyone, but sure. that's that's kind of where it, it seemed even back and forth, even between the individual players. Like McIntosh has this incredible McIntosh. save, I and then Tommy he also ball. has a like ball that could have ended our yeah, game yeah. in the ninety six minute. Yeah, I um, thought I thought Tommy played well. I thought McIntosh played well. Um, I thought uh, Leipold played well when he came in. Yeah. Um, These injuries are starting to get scary, yeah, though. Yeah, Hopefully, yeah, we'll see how long, um, how long these last, but I thought Johnny's 
played okay. I st- you know, still haven't... Yeah, he, I just he, don't know if that's even... Yeah. If he has the leash to do. Yeah, he made, too much he made a couple of plays in the game. Um, but, yeah, again, I think... I, I would definitely... I'm still not convinced, for sure. And I would like to see more out of him. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, you know, we do... We do I think it was like, I don't remember what minute it was, but at one point the commentator like said that like Sporting had attacked down the left side of the field like 48% of the time or something like that. So, I mean, that's still been a, that's been a continuing theme. I mean, he'll get a couple more cracks at it. So the update for Johnny Russell was that after the Dallas game, he's going to be out three to four weeks with the hamstring injury. So, I mean, he'll get maybe two to three more games. And then, you know, Russell maybe not coming back all the way. So, like, some early subs in. I It's interesting that Vermees has started to sub often at half. Like, yeah, I think we're seeing that more. Like, Volader came in at the at halftime, right? At yeah. 46 minute. And mm-hmm. Zussi will sometimes make that switch in, too. So... Yeah, what's his timeline? Zussi's? Yeah, I see late June for Zussi and Russell and Pierre and Ford and Melia and Legato. (laughs) Hey! Watch out! Like everybody. Um, This game's coming back. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll be back. Um, I thought... uh, Man, it feels like a lot of injuries, though. Yeah. I don't know. Thought Radoja played well, Voltaire played alright, Davis played alright. It is a funny thing about Radoja, like like I again I don't think Voltaire played bad at the six, but when he was playing six we weren't winning. And it's like when Radoja's playing six, things I don't know if it's like things are just coming together a little bit more. Like I don't know if you attribute it just to that switch. Well I mean I feel like a lot of things have to change, but Again, he's a player I want to watch. Radoja? Yeah, just, like, look for on the field to see what he's... Well, that's the thing. Um, I think, you know, I think it depends on kind of what the manager's asking of the defensive mid, but I feel like, in general, a pretty good rule of thumb, like, for the defensive mid is, like, the less you hear about... The better. (laughs) Yeah, um... You know, uh... And, like, yeah, that is a difference um, between Radoja and uh, and Voltaire was when when Voltaire was in that role, like, he was being called on to, to be very involved in the press and very involved in our forward attack and everything. And honestly, like, if you're having to do that with your defensive mid, that can leave you susceptible yeah um but also to like i don't know it, like he was a much larger focus of the game which i feel like yeah. is not yeah. you'd probably rather you know have kind of working behind the scenes than be out in the limelight yeah yeah but um 
Overall, I mean... I mean, it would have been sweet if we could have held that up. I mean, then that's not only, like, a hot streak, then you're, like, really, you know... At that point, you've made the playoffs. Like, we're still out of the playoff picture. Yeah. Just where we stand now, but, like, all of that early woes, like, we would have been pretty much right in the thick of it at that point. We would have been in the ninth place. So, I mean, there's still so much season ahead that it's, like... You know, there's there's a lot to play for, so mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be yeah. We're exciting. we are. Uh, where do we sit in the table? We are in twelfth now. 12th. We still have a game in hand over a lot of these teams, so that's something to think about too. Yeah, but um, we're in twelfth out of fourteenth in our. Conference and twenty fifth out of twenty nine in the whole league. And we're actually halfway through the season too. So the first half. How many games did we play? Uh, thirty four. We've played seventeen. Huh. Crazy, crazy that we're already halfway through. It is a little bit. And it is a little bit. I know. They've been playing at such a pace. Yeah. We're, our goal it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like it at all. No. It's probably because we missed a couple weeks. but <laughs> Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that kind of does change the perspective a little bit. Yeah. So it's so... Okay. Yeah, we are only two points behind being in the playoffs. Such a stupid, stupid fucking... Well, that uh, is a play, too, so... This league, what? The, the ninth and eighth ninth are, are playing. Are both the... Yeah, okay, yeah, they play each other for the... So, I mean, at that point in the season, you're probably not wanting the extra game. So if you can get... Seventh, you're probably happier, but yeah, um, just try to avoid. Gosh. Well, at that point, you'd be playing Ellie. If we were ninth and eighth, we would get to play St. Louis round one. How fun would that be? Bounce them in the first round, yeah, or get dicked <laughs> on again, <laughs> you know. But I think we're playing better now that, uh, like. You know, there was a lot of a lot of issues at the beginning of the season um, with the cohesion of our team, defending and attacking. Um, I thought it was a little bit better um, defensive-wise in this game. Still, though, like in this game, one thing that I saw, um, which should not with like one thing that I saw like. <laughs> And one thing that was working a lot of times for Vancouver was literally just the ball over top. Yeah. And and it should really not be the case that every single time that the ball is played over the top, it's it's an opportunity. You yeah. know, like a, the majority of the time that should happen is just boom, headed out. Like should be a turnover, maybe. Yeah, literally, but fifty-fifty. Uh, but um. Yeah, so we still had a little bit, but overall, I, I didn't think the defending was 
atrocious. Got caught in possession sometimes and, you know, but uh, I, I would say a marginal improvement over last game. Um, I think, again, like I said last week, the biggest improvement for me has been uh, our attack going yeah. forward. It's just, uh, it's just been more functional, um, for sure. I, I thought Shallowy really played pretty well. Um, just like, not again, not so much of like taking a player on on the wing to get in, but like beating people down the line to get into an attacking position. And then I thought his service was. I thought his service was dangerous. Um, I thought he, yeah, I thought he was, uh, you know, still creating opportunities. Um, yeah, so that's good to see. Tommy was being a menace for the other team at times, just with his um, level of energy. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, because, I mean, in this game, we only had two shots on target, you know, so it's like, yeah, I don't know if that's, like, vastly better than what we were seeing at the beginning of the season, but, I mean, they're just going in, like, the opportunities well, they're better, we have. they're are, better opportunities, yeah, they I are think, too. is, is, yeah. is the thing, because, you know, again, we were just harping on it that all our opportunities were coming, yeah from outside of the box or a prayer sent into the box that Agata's going to get his head on it, you know, versus, like, we scored off a corner today, like, Shallowy had good service, like, like a whipped ball in, like, you know, that ball to Kinda, mm. like, you know, it was, uh, those are, those are higher percentage opportunities, um, I would actually love to see a game where Polito and uh, Agata play together in like a four four two. Yeah, I think, it like, won't happen. But yeah, it's not gonna happen. But I mean, I think I both have the ability to like hold it up. I think if it was like played into them, and then they can just like yeah lay it off to the other person and like go forward and maybe move out the wings. I think it could be really. I mean, then you're losing a midfielder, so that that kind of stinks. Because I mean, it was like with Doja, Tommy, Hina, and you know, like you're. I mean, you can still do them. like a diamond, but then you lose. Yeah, yeah. The wings. Well, yeah. Or you could do like a four-one. Would that be the worst thing? Yeah, you could do like a. I mean, I know, like a four one four one three two or something like that, mm. where you got like a defensive mid and then three midfielders in front of yeah. them. So like Tommy, Shallowy, I don't know, anybody else, and then the two attackers. I don't know. Uh, I feel like you're not gonna see that. I don't. I don't yeah, feel like you're gonna see too much of Agata and Polito. And at the same time, um, uh, what was I going to say? What do you think about Kinda playing up top? I mean, 
I think he's probably one of our better finishers when he comes back all the way. Like, maybe two. I mean, after the injury, not having him in the midfield, you know, probably a more strenuous situation. So, like, I don't think I mind it. He obviously, that was his opportunity in the 95th minute was a lot better than Vancouver's in, like, yeah. the 96. Um, yeah. Like, that That easily could have been a goal and, like, should we steal it in the last... Yeah. In the dying seconds. I, I was surprised. I was surprised yeah. when he came on for Polito, and then when he did come on for Polito, my thoughts was, oh, maybe... I don't know, maybe, like, Shallowy is gonna take Ruby the target or yeah. something, but, um, I didn't expect him to stay there, mm. um, I don't know, maybe it was just to, like, get Polito out and to give him a break or something, but I wasn't really, like, I, I don't, I haven't seen enough to really say, but yeah. my first like thoughts was like maybe Kinda shouldn't be in that target position just because I feel like probably like a good finisher and good at working the ball around and everything but yeah. like especially in that target position when you're playing when you just have that one striker up top like it needs to be somebody who can hold up the ball and like is good with their back to goal yeah. and I feel like Kinda's probably better facing going forward you know yeah than anything else i feel like it was maybe just trying to get your most talented player into the game and in, in a way i don't know if that situation will come up i'll be surprised if that situation comes up well yeah i was surprised when it did i'm not yeah. i'm not like poo-pooing the, the the call to do it i was yeah. just i was a little surprised by it yeah and i wanted to hear what you thought about it um. Anything else that you wanted to touch on the game? I like I like seeing Leipold in there. Um, yeah, he made some really good defensive efforts, and he he just looks like great at best, like tackle. one on one tackler. <laughs> yeah, and he overall just looked. Uh, he overall just you know looked pretty solid going forward as well. Yeah, it's low-key where I think we might have um, just, like, the best depth. I mean, I really like Nebe. Yeah. Uh, I'm loving him going up in the attack, too. Like, mm -hmm. so it's, yeah, between the four of them. I mean, Davis had a couple miscues on some passes, but... I thought he... I thought he, he overall played really well for a 21-year-old. Yeah, I thought he did his job yeah well he wasn't you know he wasn't starting he wasn't creating many chances or doing anything like that but again I don't think that's really what Vermees was expecting out of him especially with us attacking down the other side most of the time I thought he I thought he served his role yeah and it's honestly what I want to see too I love I would love for KC to be a place where you can really develop talent at the lower levels and be able to make the jump into the um, first team. And so 
you know, it's just, I don't know if we've, I don't know. There's been a couple guys who, who've been doing it. Like Bolidar has been moving in between and, um, we had the defender last year or the season two go Graham Smith. I mean, he didn't stay in it enough to, Yeah. I mean, it's a tough, but, but it's like, it's, it's what you like to see. So I hope he keeps, keeps, keeps going. How about this? Uh, we played seven games at home, and our goal differential in that is, is plus one. Mm. And we have played ten games away, and our goal differential there is negative nine. Wow. I guess it kind of checks out. Makes yeah. sense. I love that we've only played seven, so maybe we have more <laughs> games at home ahead. More games ahead, more goals. Um... I mean, yeah, and I guess part of that's probably to just getting dicked on um, from time to time. So, yeah, playing over and that. Yeah, those goals. uh, I'm trying to look at, like, right now, our leading, as far as, like, Charlie, four goals, two assists, is leading both of the, is leading the charge there. Um,. It has been a good form of uh, turn form for for sporting as of late. Yeah, and I've always kind of liked too that um, you know goals are kind of spread out. I think it's that's yeah. just like I I like I don't know why it's just I like seeing it. I don't. I mean, I don't think it makes a huge difference as long as you're getting the production, but. I like seeing like three guys with ten goals instead of one dude with like twenty seven or something, you know. Yeah. Like a real target. I guess maybe it I'm doesn't so matter. Used to yeah, having that. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's fair. This is what I like now. <laughs> um, anything else uh, on this game? I don't know if I have too much more. Like. Yeah. I feel like it's. But yeah, like I feel like the defense is still the talking point, but probably happy that you get a yeah. point on the road. Yeah, not against a team. I like don't that. feel like there's too much that we haven't said last week that right. really applies yeah. to this game. Um, okay, them, I mean a lot of sporting games I see kind of similar, like doing pretty well in possession. But again, like in this game too, our expected goals was lower yes, than yeah. there is. I think that held up even for last week yeah you know over like which is crazy we ended up winning that game but the the stats wouldn't tell you that so that's yeah but also again part of that might also be i don't know our defense just giving up more opportunities opportunities um Okay, I want to pose a hypothetical to you. Um, let's say Vermees gets us to the playoffs, and then we lose, like, first, second round. Get bounced. Yeah. First or second round. Yeah. This is... Okay. How do you, how do you feel on that? Uh, like, on, on especially pertaining to Peter Vermees. I mean, I feel like you just uh, uh, there was a moment, obviously, early on in the season where you're like, "Are 
this game's going to mean anything. And I guess, you know, we're in this situation that, you know, we were, had such a poor form so long into the season last year that when we went on that little hot streak at the end, like those games started to matter again, even though they're, they had no business mattering. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The interest is is probably still there to be doing well. I think, um, and there's just something that's overall I don't think is is working, you yeah. know. And that's I I don't know where you address that at if it's well, I guess if my it's transfers or if it's like yeah I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, so. my my that my question to you, I guess, is like, okay, so if we don't make playoffs, Vermees out. I don't think that's likely, and I, I don't even know if that's. I don't know if I'm there. I don't know if I'm there yet. And if we even if so if we don't, don't make, make if we don't make playoffs, your game for Vermees for another season. I think it adds the heat. I don't. I think he's been under heat. He definitely has, but I don't know if that's. Uh, you know what you were saying, like, will we ever see Polito and Gata on the field? Like that's just so unlikely. That's how I see Vermees not serving at least two years, like three years into this contract, like how many how many how many times has Sporting won the league? Two? two? Yeah. They got two stars on their jersey. Um so fast spider. Holy Zoom. I felt like we've seen the spider in another episode, which I also freaked out about. That was also in here. That was also in this room. Why did we come back here, Alex, to this? It's, it's peaceful. <laughs> yeah. Peaceful. Um, okay. Uh, fuck, what was I going to say? I was talking about Vermees and your angst to have him leave the sweet, sweet place we call home. Well, it, okay, so so so, how many years has he been managing? Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen seasons. Might even be more now. I think you're right though. Okay, let's say fifteen seasons, and we've won the league twice. Um, how many other managers have? What's like the second longest stint current that a current manager has in the in the MLS? Yeah. That's a good question. Because, like, I guess the question is 15 years and two titles. I guess, and, you know, there's other, you know, things besides just the league. But, like, is that satisfying enough? Um, One thing. Two, again, like, we've seen some inconsistency over the last, like, five years. Um, You know? If we only make it to like the first or second round of the playoffs, is that good enough? Um, you seem to think that even if we don't, you think that Vermees might still be here. I guess, you know, I think 
I think that maybe we should be showing more promise for having a manager who's been here so long, you know, more to show in in the trophy room for it. Yeah. But but even if we're not showing more in the trophy room for that, um, I think we definitely shouldn't be having so seasons where 13. we don't make it 13. Yeah. I think we definitely shouldn't be having seasons where we don't qualify uh, for the uh, playoffs or, you know, or getting disqualified. Like, the fact that we have a manager who's been here for 13 years, you said? Yeah, 13 and 10 months. So he'll, he'll reach 14 in August. So the fact that we've had a manager that's been here so long and, like, we in the last five years have had, like, bottom five, a couple bottom five finishes, that to me on it, on its, on its own is a kind of a red flag for me, you know? It's definitely something that I think should be under consideration. Like, he's been here for a long time. Sometimes he does well. Sometimes he doesn't. I think if he's been here for so long, you should kind of expect a certain standard out of him. And if he's not giving you that standard, then that's an issue. Like, I don't know. If you've been managing the same team for 13 years yeah and you go what how many games did we go without a win how many games did we go without a goal um like that those are problems that you see from a newly appointed manager yeah um not somebody who's been here for 13 seasons yeah i mean i think for me what i go back to is loyalty Tradition. Uh, I I do think the loyalty marker is kind of... I mean, for me, he's interviewed... I mean, like, he turned down the position for the U.S. coaching job just because this is his club, you know? Like, I don't know for... Especially in the MLS, like, whether you're just using the as a stepping stone okay. to like future. I'm so glad he turned down the <laughs> USA <laughs> position, to be fair. Oh my god. But, sorry, go on. You were so saying? You were saying? Oh. Um, fucking Jesus Christ. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I think the club matters so much to him as an individual. He's like seen a lot of the changes behind the scenes, too, with like new training grounds, just the new stadium. I mean, just, I don't think you get that a lot of the time. And I felt like with that older group too, you know, the, like the Zussis, Espinosas, Beesler, Ike, like they stayed so long in the club. I, I just think you get more effort out of those individuals. I, I agree. I agree you with you. I agree with you. But like, again, like, you know, the leadership and, like, all of that that comes with it, like, if you're still not producing in the end, then it it means nothing, Yeah. you know? If you're, especially, especially, if you've been here for 13 years, like, you shouldn't, there should, like, you know, I know that's football and, like, shit happens, so, like, but, um... 13 years 
what eight games without a win or something like that. I, it might not have. It probably wasn't that many. I don't remember, but took a minute. Yeah, I mean, because like you look at that, you look at that in the Premier League. Yeah, like Crystal Palace. Yeah, had Frank De Boer from uh, Ajax, and he went goalless in his first four games as Palace's manager. Fired after the first four games of the season. Pretty wild, yeah. Yeah, um, like, and you wouldn't be advocating for that here, though. No, I wouldn't be advocating for that. But what I am saying, because the stakes are higher, because you have to worry about relegation. Yeah. But I'm not advocating for that here. But I am saying like that that the managers, the the standards are higher. The risk is higher because of relegation, but also the managers are held to a higher standard as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there would not be somebody at the same club for 13 years if they were, you know, bouncing around, barely avoiding relegation every single year. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we, I think it's so hard to evaluate. I mean, I, I do see the playoffs as such like a crapshoot too like i really think that's part of it where you know like that format you could probably play the playoffs 10 times and have like four different winners sure. come out of it you know and it's like but you shouldn't four or five but maybe even but more for being like, but for being there for 13 seasons We've had one crack at it. I mean, we made it to the semifinals two times in the last five years in that playoff structure. And yeah, I, we've won but, some U.S. But Open for ones. But be, for being too. there for 13 seasons, like, you shouldn't be worried about getting into the playoffs. Yeah. It should be, like, we have a system. We have players who have been here for a while. Um, we know how to motivate players. We know how to bring players in. Like... All of that because we've been doing it for 13 years with the same staff and uh, same core players like you shouldn't be like oh, are we gonna make playoffs this year oh yeah. shit we're bottom table you know we said in the past five years two two seasons bottom table that to me so I, mean, I definitely think <laughs> some feels off kilter like I I don't know, it. I think it's just a. It it doesn't feel very much like sporting in the sense, because I think some of the goals that they have let in are like very close to letting in every week. They yeah. Are just so like. Jaw dropping, like oh my god, that was just such an easy bad play that you just you know, and it's like those well, and that mental errors or communication. That's I feel like is so untypical, but well, and also but it's happening. Also, kind of like a lot. the things that we've pointed out at the beginning of the season that we were just getting punished over and over yeah. and over and over. Now we're seeing, you know. Sporting's not, not pressing. Sporting's not pressing like they were at the beginning of the season, and now they're not getting countered like every third play when they have everybody behind the ball. You know, it's like, but we were calling that out in like 
the first game, second game, yeah. third game, fourth game, fifth, and like, how long did it take them to like make changes like that? It like you know, yeah, fucking too long. Um, and again, uh, that's that's kind of the thing where I'm like, okay, is it just like, you know, we gotta stick to the plan and it'll work and blah 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 but it's like okay it's not working when are we gonna you know um that to me is just is something that again like you know 13 years like should have an idea of like what works and what doesn't i get that but like you know then you also have the risk of that complacency or that you know this is how it's been done this is how i've found success and it's like, okay, is it really because of what you're doing, or is it because of how the players are finding chemistry, or like, you know, is it is it your tactics in this thing, or is it the quality of players that you've been able to get? Because, you know, like right now, um, like, you know, sporting style of play hasn't changed too much, but one thing that you were just hinting on was, you know, one thing that sporting used to be synonymous with was was locked down at the back. Yeah. Um, was not giving away easy chances, not making mistakes at the back. Um, you know, very solid. And like we haven't, and that's part that has been yeah. part of sporting's identity, um, and it's not now. Uh, and it is, you know now that our offense has kind of started has started turning back on again um we're 17 games into the season is that how many 17 yeah we're 17 games into the season and we're still having problems there we've limited some of those and the thing is we've limited a lot of those by changing how our midfielders and our forwards are playing but we're still though some of those problems that we've still been having are are to do with the back line. Um, are to do with the back line and how they communicate with each other and how they work with their midfield. Um, but 17 games and those problems, some of those problems are still happening. And I, you know, I know you got to iron out the kinks, but um, so yeah, the style of play hasn't changed very much. Um, but some of that core, what is sporting. I feel like has you can say that um, maybe it's just because of the personality you don't have Beasler um, you know Zeus has been in and out of the lineup like all of that but at the same time you know like who who determines who we're gonna bring in and everything like the people that we have brought in to be our core back line. Um, I think that's where you would point a lot of it because we've had so much turnover. Like, all the guys like who have already left the team now that were brought in for that spot, that just did not work out, you know? Like, well, and, Borath and Punchich and... Yeah, and... Like Graham Smith didn't And who's, who's and, in charge of that? And, like, again, not only that, but, like, I think... I think Part of like part Rav of, was there for a minute too. Like yeah, it just seems like there's just been a constant. Part of having that um, s- like solid foundation 
really runs through the middle of the field, right? Yeah. So I think the primary three are the center backs and the defensive mid. Those are that's where the that's where it is built. Um, yeah, a lot of our signings haven't worked. Um, again, who's that fall on? Um, and then secondly, too, uh, not only have some of them not worked, but we have who's who's like one of the best center mids in the league right now? Ilya. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's still really productive. Like so. He obviously could have been, but he was. He was like, he was. He was a really good piece. Yeah, he was the piece. He was the piece that like. But people were getting frustrated with him too. You know, like I mean, he wasn't. I do feel like Radoja is a little bit more mobile than Ilya. Like yeah, but as a like, especially if you're if if you are. I I think he can do that piece. I I really. I, I I mean I would still need to watch more Radoja, but well because you know the it's... way that we play when we try something and it doesn't work we want to keep possession so we recycle yeah. it through the middle switch field yeah that goes through that piece um, and the thing about Ilya just a really good passer really good yeah. vision like no I'm a he, big Ilya fan like, yeah he, he was really good but again I think the situation was that he wanted to stay. Um, but sporting weren't going to be like we're going to lock down your position for the expansion, you know. Yeah, um, I I mean, and I just don't I don't know. If, I don't know who's making the decisions for the for the transfer, but I feel like that might just be the the part where I don't feel as confident in these later teams. But then again, I mean, in the last five years, there's two seasons where they made it to the freaking semifinals so like one way one game away from the cup I think it's just um, I don't know but consistency is big yeah yeah that is true um, and I mean and like, I will say the Vancouver went... Stadium though was empty empty I mean we've Children's Mercy is not like packed to the brim maybe as it was but it's not like some of these other stadiums where it's just like, man, the crowd is not there, <laughs> you know? And I think that affects it, too. Yeah. I think that definitely has a part. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of bearing the lead with, like, the biggest story today. We're recording on um, mm-hmm. Wednesday and woke up to the news that Messi is coming to Inter Milan play for Beckham's. Inter Milan, Inter Miami. <laughs> Inter Miami, bro. They might as well be Inter Milan now. No. Like, Yeah, is Busquets um, also coming to Inter yeah. Miami? Yeah, and then later in the day, I saw that Busquets is going to follow him over, and so they're playing at Miami. So Can you imagine? So Miami's winning the league next bro, year. Bro, I can't imagine. Like, it's the best case. And I, what are your thoughts on it? Like, I... What do you think that will do for the MLS having Messi play here? Um, God, I hope it's a long time. I hope it's not like a one-year contract. It's probably a one-year contract. I like. Have I, you seen any reports on it? Yeah. What are no, your but thoughts? Like, what, like that man has lived in Paris and has lived in Barcelona <laughs> all his life. Bro, Miami's fun. Miami's, Miami's fun, fun, but like. 
But like, you know, because he's joining, he's already. I would be surprised too if that dude goes back to Barcelona at some point just to retire. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because Inter Miami is so bad, but they have like. But it's Miami. But they have big names already there. You know. What okay? So what is it going to do for the MLS? Yeah. What has having Zlatan in the MLS done? What has having David Beckham? I mean, like it, it, yeah. it has done. Oh, but I think there Beckham has did a oh yeah more so yeah. Um, yes, there. I think what having like Messi and Busquets here will do is maybe improve international interest in the MLS. For the time that Messi is here, um, but again, I don't really think like, you know, obviously the MLS is getting better. Like the quality yeah. of the league is getting better, um, but I think there's always going to be a cap on the level that it can reach, as long as we don't have the relegation system. Because, again, the relegation system is what makes, it's what forces, it, 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 it is survival of the fittest, mm. you know? Um, and that is the pressure that makes the diamonds. Because where we have it now, again, like, you could be last place every fucking season and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? It doesn't matter. You're still going to be there next season. Um, and, you know, obviously, as we continue to add more and more and more teams, also, like, when does that stop? Uh, as we continue to add more and more teams, it's less and less likely that we're going to Cut do back. anything like that. Just yeah, one because season then you're... where you shave off, like, eight teams. That would no. be wild. That would be wild. I think you'd have to do it where it's, like, if you end up, I mean, you this is like so. This is less likely. I don't even know. There's we're talking about so many unlikely scenarios. Like, for me, it's not filling his contract. <laughs> Polito and Agata playing together, but if you <laughs> Messi staying more than one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you did end up going where I think they want you with thirty two teams, like in the NFL. I think if you ended up wanting to shave it back to 20, I think you'd have to do it, like, over yeah. like 10 years. Yeah, the bottom, shaving two the, bottom, the bottom two teams out, yeah. You have, like, three seasons to get ready. Like, we're going pro-rel in, yeah. like, 2027. So do what you need to do right now so you're not the bottom two teams and then, like, start taking off two at a time until we're... And yeah, so, but, but but then then you'd have to let people up at some point. Well, yeah, yeah after you shaved it down. down. But like those those teams down, that yeah. got down would be into yeah. another. Yeah, and honestly, honestly, USL. even then, even then, you could once you had a substantial amount of te- teams, teams in that bottom there, league, yeah. you could, and also other teams that could fill that lower league would be mm-hmm. other teams that like would get the nod for expansion in the future, yeah, yeah. Um, like. Then, then at a point you could do like bottom two teams relegated or bottom, I don't know, bottom four teams relegated, two yeah, teams yeah. come up. You yeah, know? right. Um, so you could start it earlier. Right? Yeah, or so something. you could still have the two 
to being relegated, or yeah, I guess it would be for getting relegated. But like you can still, you know, whittle the numbers down while still having that competition. Yeah. Because because until something until that happens, um, I feel like yeah, I don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg scenario too, where it's like, would people tune in more for pro rel, or do they feel like we're not at a critical enough mass of interest where. Yeah, but that but there's Things always going to be a cap off. on that too because it's like who's going to be it's who's that going to be again like I said yeah. like if there's anything that is going to change with Messi being in the MLS, it's international interest in seeing any MLS game, yeah. probably a Miami, probably oh, dude, more restricted to only a Miami whenever game. they're playing anywhere. Like, yeah, but like, tickets, but as far as like, let's say, let's say somewhere else in the world, somebody's watching an MLS game. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be only when Miami is playing, and then if Messi leaves Miami, then that That's interest gone. is gone. Yeah. Um. So basically, I feel like until we have a system like that where it where there is relegation and it make survival of the fittest like the MLS is always going to be a place where players from better leagues come to do their victory lap you know yeah. they're they're in town for the circus and then they leave like um you know it's it's literally like the traveling circus like yeah. like Messi comes everyone oohs and ahs for one season and then oh I'm gonna be ooing dude <laughs> can you imagine seeing that guy play live though oh like, I would uh, yeah yeah I mean it's just be like you seem you're so far away here and now it's like you might be at Children's Mercy Park like shut yeah. the fuck up <laughs> you know like yo be I, so wild I got, I got tickets to see Crystal Palace play in Chicago yeah you did you did end up doing that you coming with me no I have no interest in seeing Crystal Palace fuck you fucking why the fuck would you not mid ass EPL team oh uh, I mean they have fun players I will, I'll give you that much there's some guys. I would love to see Punchin. Punchin has not thirty eight years old. Punchin <laughs> has not been there for like six years, dude. Not that long, but oh you're whack. God, you don't even fucking know who's on Palace. That's true. That is absolutely true. I just remember the Palace team scarred into my brain when, when we I played FIFA. When I <laughs> kick your ass in like FIFA twelve. Milivojevic shooting the ball. Yoan Kabai yeah. and fucking... Yeah, that team is... Punching is just in my heart. from, like, <laughs> 35 out. Holy shit, that's so funny. No, that's gonna be ill. Definitely going up to Chicago for that. Game. Who are they playing? Uh, they are playing uh, some Colombian team. Nice. Yeah, just a little... Fun. Friendly. International friendly team. When is that? It is... Uh, Maybe like August or something. But this is so amazing. We're just surrounded by pets in this room as well. I've got four tickets. Spiders, dogs, Spiders, cats. cats. All the normal pets that you would have in your house. Yeah, not a lizard. No lizards yet. Well, yeah, no, that... I mean, I think it'll I, I think it'll be... It, it's not going to be bad for the league by oh, any means. Are you kidding? Um, is that 
Is that your level of... No, no, no. It's not I, gonna be bad. I was just <laughs> stating that it is not going to be bad, I think, as far as the upside of it is mostly... You're not going, like, off the rails, like, this is gonna I, make the MLS... No, honestly, honestly, point. no, I think if anything, I think if anything, the upside is temporary. I don't think it really does much. Sustaining. No, I don't think it really does much. I think it only does anything while he's here. And even then, I think it's kind of limited. Like, it's not like people aren't going to be tuning into Sporting versus Portland because Messi's in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't think that players who could be playing in Europe are like, I'm going to go play. Okay, but maybe, though. I read this article that was like the other people who would come over. Like, like people. And also, yeah, too. You want me to read you also, some of these names? That, also, These too, are speculations. This is complete rumor mill. Honestly. Hey, this is like 90% of soccer. This is talking this, about the this transfers like, that never happen. This is like the Sour Patch Kids of the food pyramid <laughs> right here. So please give me these names. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta find it. Also, if know. anything, too, like as far as like expanding on how good the team is or how, or how good the league is or like if any other people like the quality of the league. Like, when Messi is just shitting on people, when Messi is just, when Messi is, like, 40 years old and just, and just annihilating, like, all these MLS players, like, children, that's not going to make people go, what a a league, (laughs) you know? I mean, I think it does really depend on, um... I don't know, maybe it doesn't. I, I don't know if it, like, depends on how he plays. You know, like, if it really is just, like, I'm here to hang out in Miami and I mean that's, I will be on the pitch, like, 30 minutes, like, you know, or if I it's, like, know. he's going to play full. I'm sure his side. contract will have all kinds of limitations like and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, you know, at the same token, like, why should Messi go and get hurt? I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like, Lane he, he and really doesn't and... need to do anything else. Like... No. I mean, no. That like man... He can do whatever... He, he, like, I would... No, he, he, he won the World Cup. Like, yeah. that man could retire today. Yeah. And he's still the best player to play the game. Are you surprised he's coming to MLS? Mm-hmm. Like, was that... Um... I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, I'm. I, it's a surprise. I, I guess. I guess it. It seems like a better. To be fair. I, I would. Think I would he be, could go back to Barca. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like he could. Um, <laughs> I'd literally be playing at anywhere. Yes. Yeah, no. I mean, Barca. yes, but like. Like, it's a better move between him going to the MLS or, like, Ronaldo going to, um... Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, like, like, it's, that seems like a better career move to me, but, like, um, am I surprised by, like, yes and no. Again, I think I would be more surprised if that man spends more than one season here. And... 
Yeah. It seems like it says anything in this contract. I'm sure you can't get all the details in this contract. He'll probably, like, kind of like how, like, you know, Drogba had, like, uh, you know, I don't play on turf fields. Like, I will not be playing on turf fields. I wouldn't be surprised if Messi has something like that in his contract, too. Um, because, again, like, the last thing... Has Messi ever been on a turf field before? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God, honestly. Um, like... Yeah, this is what this was his quote when he said this. I had offers from other European teams, but I'm they sure. didn't want to evaluate them because my idea was to go back to Barcelona. Yeah, like that's literally what I thought he would do after you know. Yeah. I mean, he's if, yeah. And then he said, if the Barcelona thing didn't work out, then leaving European football um, after winning the World Cup is what I needed, finishing my career. Yeah. So basically, he's gonna. <laughs> come to the MLS for one season until he can't go back to Barcelona. And, I mean, at that point, it really doesn't even matter if he's, like, playing and starting at Barcelona. It's just to be there so they so he can have a huge, you know, retirement. And also, too, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, like, because the MLS ends during the middle of like European leagues, right? Yeah, like October. Yeah, so I Well then the playoffs go all the way like I I don't know, like September. I mean the Prem just ended. Yeah. So like I mean no, he would definitely like he could do the January transfer window. Exactly. So that's what like I I wouldn't be surprised because again it doesn't really matter if he's there at Barcelona playing. You know, you don't want to like play until you're not the best player in the world ever, you know, uh, and it's evident. I don't know, like I can... Hazard agrees to terminate Real Madrid contract. That yeah, I mean that. Thank God, you think he's? I mean honestly, he... like <laughs> he seems like more likely than Messi. Yeah, Messi. yeah, yeah. That contract. I'm surprised it took that long. Dang, I cannot find this article I read. Where are they? Speculated wildly, but um, of who else might go? of who else might go just because he's here. Well, it was like, Pele. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Bernie. I just scared scared Bernie. the shit. <laughs> it's okay, boy. The mean man is gone. <laughs> A freaking um, lawnmower starting up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bernie. It's okay, boy. He but Ross Barkley, I remember being one, like, I don't know. Um, dang, I wish I had the fuller list. Rooney coming back. Rooney. I mean, he played well here. Cristiano well, he Ronaldo. He was, playing, uh, he was playing really well. Um, I mean, don't you think a little bit if Messi's here that Ronaldo's like now? Now do you think is the time that he signs for Sporting? Messi's living it up. No in, way! I know, I know. Ronaldo like Brutal. takes a private jet Brutal. to practice every day from LA. <laughs> he can, you know, like he doesn't even have to be here. That's part of his contract. Sporting has to supply this private jet to fly him out every game. Then. Bruh, bruh, I I can't even. I don't know. I mean, I feel how like... are you going to beat Miami? Like, is there any other 
Is there any other place in the U.S. you'd rather play than Miami? I mean, I, I would. I think, think it's more so just about where you live than any. That's the thing. It's like yeah, it no, doesn't matter you, no, what fucking what, team yeah. you go to. Yeah, that's it, that's the question I meant. So it's doesn't like, matter. That's what. But that sucks. What I hate city that shit. Would you want to? Um, I mean, I would probably say Miami over L.A. or New York. Mm. Oh, Bernie got a stinky breath. Stinky breath. Uh. I don't know. I can see why people would go to like Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. L.A. Portland maybe could be cool. I don't know. I, don't know. Um, I guess if I was. How many people outside of the U.S. Famous. know like Portland? You know. Yeah. Like, is it on the level of? More like Seattle or something. Yeah. Let me let me look at the league at the teams. If I was famous and had a lot of money and didn't want and thought, you know, Kansas City was below me. Um. I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe Atlanta could be cool. I guess New York. Um. Miami, LA, Seattle. Those would be the ones I was looking at. Yeah. Probably, I think it it would probably be nice to go someplace where, like, Toronto or, like, Colorado and stuff could be cool, but also, like, I'd try to get away from the cold. Yeah, Miami just seems like you know, the being able to swim in the back in the pool in your backyard all year round in Miami. Oh my god. Yeah, just it would be crazy. Um, it'd be really the crazy. The pool in your living room slash backyard. Yeah. Slash skyscraper. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I not mean, not Kansas City. Yeah. If yeah. if if like let's <laughs> if Ronaldo came to Sporting Kansas City. Last thing, and then we'll, we'll end this episode. If Ronaldo came to Sporting Kansas City, where in Kansas City would he live? Um, too light, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> the luxury fucking apartments downtown. One light, two light. That's our fanciest place. The creme de la creme of KC. I don't even think that's true, but it's like I think what's um the he would live top in, four floors of <laughs> the tallest building. Yeah, he would live in um I don't know, Lock Lloyd. Something uh, like no, ranch. Absolutely he would not. Yeah, I don't think no he would way. do that. That's so far away too. Yeah. Um I don't think we have any. There's like some pretty big houses on like state line and like Bruh, do you think he's living on state line? No. Fifty fifth and state line, yeah. Yeah, yeah I oh, guess if he God. there would definitely need to be like some separation and shit. Oh. Not Mess, er, Ronaldo's not gonna you're not Mount <laughs> Ronaldo's not gonna hop on the elevator with you at two light or whatever. Yeah. Not without like four armed guards. <laughs> Have a private elevator for him or something. Probably Brookside. Yeah, Brookside. 
It's it's nice. Just it's go to your they got the farmers market. Yeah. <laughs> See Ronaldo hanging out at Charlie Hooper's. Oh <laughs> shit! That would be fucking wild. They did have an event a while ago. Um, Alex Gordon came to Charlie Hooper's. The Royals baseball player. Ah, very same level. Very same. But uh, no, I actually <laughs> just saw um, Benzema is gonna go to the Saudi Arabia League. Mm. He's taking that money. Head yeah, there. I don't know why else you would do that, but I guess one can argue the same thing for MLS. Just a place to go and dick on people and get paid good, and you'd imagine they're getting paid more in Saudi Arabia than probably than Messi's contractor. Yeah, but also like, would you rather have? Messi and Busquets or Ronaldo and Benzema on your team? Messi and Busquets. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I feel like I'm with you. Can I, can I mix no, and match? No, those are the two. Because I would take... If I couldn't have Messi both... Messi and Benzema. If I couldn't have both Ronaldo yeah. and Messi, I would take Messi and Benzema. Yeah. I mean, is good, but he kind of pisses me. I'm off. more excited about it. I I feel like I think there can be more upside than you. You think it's just conditional? What are those upsides? Um, more players to come dick on. More yeah, maybe. retired European players to come Dude, dick maybe. on. Maybe, but again, like, what's that? What's what's the output of that? I it doesn't maybe it like doesn't, I think it could sustain MLS success at a new level longer even once he leaves. Maybe. Maybe, but like maybe. marginally. I don't think it marginally. Mm-hmm. I mean we'll just have to see, I guess. I don't think that the quality of the it would league, be it's going like it would be really sad if he's like here and like the stadiums look like they did in Vancouver, <laughs> you know, like like there, just completely empty stadiums, and you have fucking Messi on the field. Like there is a current. I, I just don't see that happening. You know, no. there's Maybe a current trajectory in which the MLS is getting better. Um, I don't think that ramps up. With the, I think the only real thing that ramps that up is is higher stakes. Yeah. yeah. As long as the stakes are so much lower in the MLS than they are in like yeah. any European it league, sucks. it really does. Um, there will always be a huge gap between that. Yeah, close. And, I mean, a huge gap between that in in. Like I said, in uh, competition, but also I think that puts a cap on loyalty to to a team and how important it is um, to you. Because, again, like, if it doesn't matter whether your team wins or loses, then why does it matter, you know? versus like oh shit like versus like you know the final day of the prem like you had the winner already established because man city won 
um, two games before the end of the season or something like that. But like the final game of the season was a huge thing because then you're seeing who. So like it mattered. Every single game matters. Yeah. You know, versus like you can lose eight games and you're still at the. You can lose the first eight games of the season and you're still there for the playoffs and even if you lost every single game of the season you're you're gonna be yeah. there again I mean, and I'd like, rather I, and sporting like, miss the playoffs than have the play-in system yeah. like i do think that i would even like limit it to maybe six teams you know if you have to do a playoff i, don't I, know how that I think that's just like even then it like that it makes games more important but like it doesn't change anything because like because there's a there's a the floor is still here yeah. versus if the floor is relegation then the floor is down here yeah um but the floor is oh I didn't make playoffs this year there's a decent chance that I will next year because like anything can happen you know uh and. Yeah, there's no incentive to... The only incentive is to bring in a crowd. But again, I think you would have a more loyal fan base if the stakes were higher of like, oh shit, my team, if they don't win this game, could be in a worse position at the end of the season to get relegated and no longer be in the top league in yeah. in the in the American Soccer League, you know? So, until that day comes, I think soccer will not, um, American soccer will not, you know, live up to that. I mean, you can even see, like, uh, American, America's international team has gotten better because all of the best Americans are not playing in America, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, that makes complete sense. If we want our international team to do better, like, then they need to go play in Europe. Yeah. Um, but, like, isn't that also, I don't, I don't want to say embarrassing, but, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could compete and, like, actually turn out even better like America being a power I think it's only inevitable like give it more time and I think it's gonna happen you like, think that it's inevitable that we go to a that we go to a relegation system no that US starts producing like top talent you but know, again, like, I feel like that top talent is going to be oh yeah I mean, even if they else. leave like I think it's I don't know. I feel like it's it's just happening. Like the US is too big of a country and soccer's being played so much at the youth level. Like like the Pulisic, like that age range is I feel like not to discredit like previous but generations I've been playing all their like, lives versus somebody. Yeah, like not life. only like it's been the primary Yeah. You know, and and I'm sure, like, I don't know. Of course, like, Donovan played all his life, too, you know, but I I just think it's... But the I mean, the competition now is insane. Like, you look at, 
the sporting youth system and all of the like youth clubs. Yeah. And and it's just like an affiliation with, but there's like 10, 12 clubs in the wider metro area. Like, I mean, even like sporting Nebraska, I mean, like sporting yeah. Iowa teams. Like, there's just, it's like, I don't know if it's okay. at this level. But let's, yeah, it's but, but let's say that the youth system where these American players are coming up in you would think that the youth system is is in is relative to the system in which it is built under which is the MLS so you'd think that the ability the capacity of of players in the youth system is going to be relative to the players in the in the league above them right doesn't that make sense that if you have a higher standard in the league then you are going to have a higher standard in your junior league because right now the best way that an american become the king become the best soccer player to ever come from america is to train in Europe. Yeah, is to age. be like three years old yeah, and move to a European country. And I and you know that's that's not the rule. I mean that is the rule. There are exceptions to the rule, um, and there always will be exceptions to that rule. But um, I guess the difference is like, how old are you going to be when you? Because Pulisic, uh, like yeah, like you yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha- like, how old are you? Are you going to ship off to Europe when you're 15? Or are you going to be there since you're six? You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, honestly, that would have a better... Because, like, let's be real. The resources for you being uh, a six... Uh, I don't know. A 12-year-old player in sporting's youth program versus you being a 12-year-old player in Chelsea's youth program gotta be crazy yeah. different um competition i i'd love to see chelsea's u12s come and play sprouting to you that'd be i just could you I'm be just a curious. chelsea 12 year old at soccer right now as a full-grown 26 year old it just if we're just straight up playing soccer <laughs> yes i would hope so <laughs> But I mean, but like, if it was sad. something like, if it was like, maybe not. Who can juggle know. the highest or something like that? Maybe not. You know, I'm sure there are twelve year olds. Touches, I'm sure like, there are twelve year olds. Plays in, perfectly. I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are twelve year olds in Chelsea's program who can juggle, uh, far better than myself. It, how did that become the standard of good play? Is just juggling. I think. It, Look, if we had a friend, we're not going to shout out names, but we had a friend who would do, who would juggle very well, very good juggler, and in the camps would always get a lot of nods for that, but it's like, all you're doing is just baby touches, you know, like, you're just keeping the ball in the air. Good baby touch, like, controlled baby, like... If look, I don't think look, it's like I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. If you can juggle a lot, that success. doesn't mean you're a good player. Yeah. But like, um, like when I was twelve, 
I could probably get like 10, <laughs> you know, because I never fucking did. I never, I didn't have the patience for that. And then I could probably get like 10. down the field and slide <laughs> the ball out and win tackles. What isn't that the yeah, better yeah, measure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, the tackle. but okay, but let's take two 12 year olds one who can only juggle the 10 and one who can juggle indefinitely. I'm like, not necessarily is one going to become a better player than the other, but like if you had to place your bets, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know fuck. where my money would be going. I like to think I'm all right. I'm juggling now. Oh, now I can definitely hit like a hundred if you give me enough time. I'll take that. Might not, oh. not, might not qualify me for the U12 Chelsea yeah, yeah, team, yeah, yeah. but, you know, better than nothing. Better than 10. Better than 10. Yeah. All right, well. Yeah, Alex, we, Alex has some uh, juggling to do now, I guess. So, yeah, might sign off on this longer it. episode. I mean, it, I feel like the my bigger. my certificate. Yeah. Trying to <laughs> make it in Europe as a 12-year-old. Yeah. Ignore the. Facial hair and gold tooth. <laughs> gold tooth. Body of a 25-year-old. All the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, just those God. little things. Yeah. Nothing makeup can't. Well, I mean, I hope as the messy story develops, we go back to it. I think that's probably some of the bigger news. I the I think the transfer windows coming up for us. Mm. Um, yeah, we can talk about that next time. I don't think there's any big moves happening there, just with some of our cap space issues. I think no idea. You yeah. would know better than myself. So uh, yeah, maybe just leave it there. Yeah, we'll pick Game up on uh, Saturday. Yeah, who are you playing? Who Austin? Austin. At home. The Austin Dynamo. Bro. Okay. Also, we got to <laughs> talk about these uh, these promos at some point. The okay. Austin. This is the Austin game. Oh, the free one yeah. or whatever? It's not free. It's no fees. What's that mean? Like, on Ticketmaster, oh. they, you're not paying those fees. That's not as... I thought they were like, free tickets. No. Oh, God. We're not at that point. The Royals are. Yeah, the Royals. Bro. I was, I was going to give some Royals talk, but we already ran long, so I think... And nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Literally nobody wants to hear it, yeah. <laughs> we'll save it for uh, a later day. Yeah. All right, well, uh, this has been a fun episode to record with your friends, Alex and John. Go sporting. Blue yeah. Balls, a sporting Kansas City podcast. Yeah, did we start with that? I think I said it. Thank you. Okay. Did I say the whole name? I'm not sure. Um.